0: You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Today, we're going to look at one of the most famous passages of Scripture that quotes, It is written. It is written. Amen. We're going to read a well-known passage of Scripture that is said by a well-known person who quoted, it is written. Anybody know who I'm talking about? Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Jesus. Hallelujah. Over and over again, Jesus will said, uh, said, it is written, it is written, it is written. Paul would say that as well when he spoke to people. The Bible says, for it is written, be holy for I Now, I want you to think about this with me this morning. Jesus and Paul quoted, it is written. And I don't think it's coincidence when the demon said uh, to the seven sons of Suva in the book of Acts, Jesus I know, Paul I know, who are you? Why did the demon know them? Why did the demon know them? Amen. Because they kept quoting the written word of God. They were speaking under the breath of God, under the inspiration of God, and God gave them authority over them. And today I want to minister on overcoming temptation. Come on, how many need some help in that area? Come on. We live in the city of Las Vegas where temptation surrounds us. Amen. It's something that we all go through, but I'm going to sh- minister on overcoming temptation through the written word of God or by the breath of God. I'm going to read a famous passage of Scripture where Jesus was tempted. Now understand in the book of Luke, it says that Jesus was tempted all 40 days. In the book of Matthew, it records the last three temptations of Christ. So I want you to turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 4. And we're going to be reading verses 1 through 10 all to the NIV. And the Word of God says this, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit, into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man should not live by bread alone, but but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took uh, took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, Then throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command His angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike foot against the stone. And Jesus answered, It is also written, Do not put your Lord, your God, to the test. And again the devil took Him to a very high mountain and showed Him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give to you, He said, if you bow down and worship Me. And Jesus said to him, Away from Me, Satan. For it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. Amen. And these three temptations, amen, these are the main temptations, amen, that we all deal with. All other temptations come under or they're connected with these three. I'm going to break down these three into categories, amen, and try to hit on all three of them, amen. I I call them the three Ps, amen, three Ps. Number one, provision. Number one, provision, In Matthew chapter four: four that I just read, Jesus said, "It is written that man should not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God." In other words, amen, now, who are you going to look towards when to meet your needs? Come on, listen, even the temptation of lust falls under this category because you are looking for someone or something to meet your needs. Come on, rather than looking to God to meet the need, amen, or God's proper way to meet that need. So the first temptation, the devil hits Jesus is with provision. Come on, he he tries to cause some doubt if you really are the son of God. Come on, you ever got those doubts thrown at you, amen? If, If God really loves you, come on, if there really is a God, Jesus answers, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. In other words, if you trust God, come on, you got anybody that that trusts God in this place? Come on, if if you really believe in God, amen, the breath of God will meet all your needs. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. You know, Jesus could have turned those stones into bread easily. Come on, he he could have used his divine power, but he laid it down in order to experience humanity fully. Not only did Jesus know it was written, but he also obeyed the word. Come on, somebody. Come on, you got to understand that plus Jesus didn't go into the wilderness to go eat. You want to go to the wilderness to what? Fast. He's on a mission, amen. He, he was, his intentions was to go fast. Matthew chapter 6, New King James says this, but seek first his kingdom. Of, uh, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Somebody say all these things. Come on, all these things. He's even speaking of physical things shall be added on to you. Philippians chapter 4, 19, New King James says this, and my God shall supply all you need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. In 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 Philippians 4.19, Paul is speaking here. In a few verses before, there's another famous scripture that we all know. Come on, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And he goes on to say that I've learned, I learned to whatever state I am to be content. Paul says, I've learned whether I'm well-fed or or I'm hungry, amen. I've learned whether I have a lot or I'm lacking. I've learned to be content. Then he makes a statement in uh, in Philippians 4.19, My God, somebody say my God, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. What Paul was saying here, whether I have a lot or little, I still know who my source is. Come on. My God shall supply all my need. Now, notice there that Paul doesn't say needs, he says all my need. Because the question is, church, what are your needs, but what do you need? Are you following me? See, our God, somebody say, our God will provide what you need. It may be different from what you want. Come on, it may even be different from what you're praying for. Come on, somebody. The question about this temptation is, uh, who or what are you going to look to for your provision? Are you going to look to God, or are you going to look to someone or something else? Listen, if you look to people or to a person, You'll always get disappointed, church. A person cannot supply all you need. Now I'm not talking about you know I'm not talking about money here, amen. I know people with money, but money can't buy a broken and heal a broken marriage. Come on, or a child that's lost or going through a struggle. Come on, the question is, will you be still? Come on, will you be still and trust God to supply all you need? How many know that he'll supply all you need? How, how do we know that? Well, it's written. It is written. His word, the breath of God says he will. Amen. And guess what? If it says it, come on, church. How many know it's done? Come on. You can, you can, you can take it to the bank that God is going to supply or, or do what he says he's going to do. Matthew chapter 24, 35, the New King James says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words by no means pass away hallelujah his word is final church Uh, come on if God is it says he's going to do something uh, he's going to do something in your life amen Uh, you're going to have to hold on and know that he's with you always he never leaves you uh, he never forsakes you amen Uh, if God is with you doesn't matter who comes against us church Uh, you got to hold on to the written word of God and know that there is provision through Jesus can somebody say amen who's your source Who's your connection today? Hallelujah. Come on, we know the connections in the world, right? Come on, that was your source. That was your need. You ran. You tried to find that connection. But now that you find Jesus, come on now. Come on, all you got to do is now you have to run anywhere. Just open up the word of God, amen. Come on, give a shout to Jesus, and your connection is always there for us. My God will supply all my need. I have studied the Word, church. I have meditated on His Word, and I know for a fact, and and I give testimony here today, that He supplies all my need. You see, I can tell you over and over that He'll do that for you. But it won't help you until you read it for yourself. Come on. Until you really open up the Word of God, amen. Until you really open up the written Word, amen. And you study it. And you meditate on it. and you, Until you let the breath of God breathe over you. you got to open up. Once you open up church, guess what? God breathes on you. God starts to breathe upon you. We understand through this series, amen, that, that when you open up the Word of God, it brings you some understanding, Come on, it starts to bring some order inside your life, amen. It starts to give you strength, amen, where you're weak, amen, uh, in order to give you, and it brings life to you. Come on, this is, this is life right here, church. It's right here, but you've got to open it up. You've got to take it home. See, one of my responsibilities as a minister and as a pastor is to teach you the Word of God, but my hope is that you leave this place with a hunger for more. Come on, that you go home and you, you know what? I'm gonna go study that for myself. I'm gonna go meditate on that for myself. Amen. You gotta do it for yourself. Because if you know the word of God and you know what is written when Satan comes with his temptations to meet a need in your life. And sometimes those needs can be a legit need, but he comes to bring it in a wrong way to meet it. That you can come to him and say, devil, it is written. Come on, it is written. Come on, but you cannot tell him it is written if you haven't read it. Because the same thing he'll go to you Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Pastor Art, I know. But who are you? Come on, you can't quote scriptures that you heard over the pulpit. Well, Pastor Art said. No, no, you got to know that what God says. Come on, somebody. You've you got to read the Word of God yourself because He knows if you've been reading it. Come on, He, he looks at you. He studies you. He, he follows you. He, he's waiting for an opportunity to take you out. Come on, the, ba- the Bible says He crawls around like what? A roaring lion. He's seeking to devour you. So he, he, he has an assignment. He's committed to you. He's committed to take you out. And until you have the written word of God, amen, you cannot quote it. So he brings provision for us. Can somebody say amen? The second thing he does is protection. Second P is protection. Provision, protection. Matthew chapter 4, 7, as I read, amen, Jesus answered him. It is also written, do not put your Lord, your God, to the test. Our text says that Satan tells Jesus, listen, he says, it is written. He himself starts quoting the Word of God from Psalms 91. And so what what are you going to do when Satan starts quoting Scripture at you? Come on. Starts quoting the Bible to you, amen. Uh, Well, you're going to have to need to know... What's inside of here? You're going to have to need to know the Word, the written Word of God. So when He does throw that curveball at you, come on, uh, then you have something to come back with. There are people in the church today living in deception, amen. They pull Word out of content, and they say, it is written. And they they say this, and it is written, and they, they take a passage of Scripture out. And if you don't know the Word of God, church, it will confuse you. Come on, how can you defend the cause when they can pull something out and it sounds legit, amen, and then all of a sudden you say, well, 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 maybe that sounds right. Maybe you have a point there. I mean, you can pull a word out of context and make it seem legit to do certain things where you really know you're not supposed to be doing. See, I can pull something out of content and it says in Revelations, that I can prove to you that men will get to heaven faster than women. There's a scripture that says that. It says, it says when we get to heaven, there'll be 30 minutes of silence. No, I'm just, (laughs) I'm just playing. Well... I'm just playing, ladies. I'm just playing. (laughs) There's a scripture that says that there'll be 30 minutes of silence in heaven. See, the question is, church, how do you know that God will protect you? Well, it is written. It is written, church. So when when, when Satan comes with the word of God to you, well, you have to know what the word of God says. Now, this might sound dumb, but how did Jesus know the Word? Well, most of us would say, well, He wrote it, right? He is the Word, and the Word became flesh. Come on. But you have to understand, church, that He completely laid down His life, His divinity, amen. He laid down who He was in God, and He picked up humanity. He became a human being just like you and I. That's why in the Bible it says in Hebrews that He learned, listen, learned obedience through which he suffered. Now, how can God learn anything if he knows everything? He became a human. Is there any humans here that can say they know everything? Right? See, don't you realize, church, listen, you've got to realize, did you know that Jesus had to learn to walk? Right? Come on, did you know that Jesus had to learn to talk? Come on, like the babies here. Did you know that they they had to he had to learn to, to talk? Man. He had a, did you know that you know what? He had to, you got he had to learn to become all these things and learn the things of life. Yet before he came down and spoke, he created everything. But he had to learn because he became human. Did you know that this, the, the 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 that Jesus learned and studied the scriptures? Listen, he learned it the same way we do, by reading it. Church, this is a spiritual discipline for Christians to read the Bible on a daily basis. This series is created, is created that, that there's a need for his word for our lives. I mean, know that we need God's word in our lives? Come on, we need this, and I don't know why we neglect to pick up our Bibles and read the Word of God. I don't know why that we can even go on and live without His Word. Uh, you know, I don't know how we can survive just coming from Sunday to Sunday, coming to church and, and getting fed that, that moment, amen, uh, where you've got to do it for yourself. This is the, the church lacks the Word. We need the Word. And if you don't know the Word, anything that they'll preach up here, you'll take it. Even as I preach, amen, I want you to compare it. Don't just go by my word, go by his word. Hallelujah. You know, you got it has to be lined up to the word of God. Amen. But our other spiritual disciplines, Jesus did was pray. He fasted. Did you know that he tithed? Come on, he witnessed, he outreached. Come, come on somebody. Come on, He did all this, and do you think He expects us to read the Word, amen? He did it, he did it as a human being. He says, man, even I had to word, read the Word. He led by example. Let me show you a couple of scriptures. Uh, the first one is talking about John the Baptist in Luke chapter 1, verse 80 the New King James. It says, so the child grew and became strong in spirit. Here is talking about John the Baptist, but I want you to notice the, uh, on the word child, it's a small C. Now, if you turn to the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 40, New King James, it says the same thing. It says, And the child grew and became strong in spirit, but I want you to notice that the child here has a capital C. Come on, here is talking about John the Baptist. Here is talking about who? Jesus Christ. See, John grew not only physically, but he grew in the Spirit. But Jesus also grew and became strong in the Spirit. Do you remember when his parents couldn't find Jesus for three days? And they found him in the temple. And people were amazed at his wisdom. And preachers teach that he was teaching them, but that's not what the Bible says. In Luke chapter 2, verse 46, New King James, it says this. Now it was, now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, listen, sitting in the midst of teachers, both listening to them and asking questions. See, Jesus was listening and asking questions. Jesus listened and asked questions because he was learning. If Jesus saw the need to listen and ask questions in order to learn and grow spiritually strong, amen, when we are humans, amen, he's telling you and I that if I had to do it, you have to do it if you want to grow spiritually strong. We need to ask some questions sometimes, church. Come on, ask some questions and grow in the Lord. That's what Bible studies do. That's what life groups do. Amen. I they come together to not only to just receive the Word, but to ask questions of the Word. Why? For you can grow spiritually strong. Church that we can do, uh, and when we do that, we can say it is written. It is written when temptation comes knocking at our door. In Luke chapter two, fifty-two, New King James, it says that and Jesus increased in wisdom. Amen, in the favor of all God and men. I mean, how can an all-knowing God increase in wisdom? Because you've got to understand, he laid down his divinity. He laid down his divine power, amen, and became human. And we know that, that wisdom comes from the Word of God. Come on. If you want to grow in wisdom, you want to grow with understanding, if you want to grow, you've got to read the Word of God. You read the word, wisdom comes, church. So how do we know that God is our protector? It is written. It is written. Psalms 127, verse 1, New King James says this, Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchmen stay awake in vain. Isaiah chapter 52, verse 12, New King James, it says this, And the God of Israel will be at your rear guard Also, he says, he goes before us. Philippians 4, 7, New King James, and says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Amen. 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, New King James says this, But the Lord is faithful, and he will establish you and guard you from the evil one. Our God is our protector, church. Come on. He will protect you. So he is our provision. And he is our protector. The last P. He gives you what? Power. Somebody say power. Power. Matthew chapter 4 verse 10. On the scripture that we read in our text. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan. For it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. See, Satan comes and tells Jesus, I will give you power if you Worship me. If you bow down and worship me. Now, how many know that Satan has some power? You've you got to understand, he has power, church. He had power over Adam, amen. Uh, so the devil's not lying when he says, I'll give you some power, amen. Uh. Come on, he has power. The only problem is, was Jesus knows who has all power. Come on, somebody. Not some power, but he got all power. In John chapter 19 and verse 10, you, King James, he said to Pilate said to him, he's speaking to Jesus, he says, are you, not, are you not speaking to me? Do you not know that I have the power to crucify you and the power to release you? And then verse 9, 11, Jesus answers, you could have no power at all against me unless it was given from you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you is greater, has the greater sin. And so here he says, "Where what power? Where power comes from is from God. Can somebody say amen? Come on, it comes from God. And how did Jesus know? He is the son of God. He knows that all power is from God. And he, he prayed and he read the word while he was on here on earth and he grew in wisdom, but he also grew in power. He grew in strength. If we want to grow in power, How many know that we're going to need the breath of God? We're going to need the written word of God, amen. Uh, Come on, on the day of Pentecost, which we celebrate today, uh, come on, it says that that, that God spoke, amen, and power came, amen, uh, that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, amen, be your witness. That power is to give you power over everything. Come on, when the Holy Spirit's living inside of you, it empowers you, amen. It's that duminous power, amen, that dynamite power, amen, that gives you power to overcome any temptation that you face, amen, if the written word of God is inside of you. you got to read the word, church. You're feeling weak, a little weak today? Get some power. Come on, you're going through a little type of sadness or depression that's hit your life? Get some power. Come on, yeah. Come on. You don't feel so joyful, amen. Come on, then get some power. Get get just some joy from God. You you open the word of God and He's your comforter. Come on, the Holy Spirit came. He says, uh, I'm going to come and I'm going to empower you, but not only empower you, I will comfort you, uh, I will guide you, I will teach you, I will show you things, I will show you the secrets uh, of the kingdom of God. uh, I will show you out of your way your situation. uh, Come on, God, let me know that God understands. He understands sadness. He understands all that stuff. But he says, you know what? I, I, I sit there. I mourn with you. But, but I'm your strength. I'm your joy. I'm your power. All you need to do is just call out to me. Open up my word. Open up my word and, and let me come in and let me breathe upon you. Let me breathe some strength, some joy. Let me breathe, come on, some some understanding and take away the confusion that the enemy tries to bring. Let me me breathe upon you, letting you know what my written word says, not what that person says. We need the written word of God in our lives. So when Satan comes and offers some kind of power to you, if you worship Him. Some kind of power if you do this or do that. You have to say, I got the power. Get, get thee behind me, saying, You got no power. You got some power, but you don't got all power. Well, we know who to draw to, church. The power source. You got to plug in. You know, on Wednesday nights, that's why we call it plug-in service. Because, you know, when you plug into something, it gives you it, what? Power. And the same thing with us. If we want some power, we've got to plug into the Word of God. We've got to plug into the written Word of God. We've got to allow Him to breathe upon us and breathe upon those situations upon our lives, amen, where we feel weakened. I don't know about you, but when I'm going through something and I can get in the presence of God and open up the Word and allow Him to speak over me, breathe over me, after that time and moment with God, let me tell you, I, I, I'm a little bit stronger. Come on, the, the problem may not go away, but the assurance comes that you know what I, if you be still in me son I, I let me tell you i'm god almighty i'll get you through this amen he'll come and he'll bring the assurance that everything will be okay as long as you put your Trust in Him as long as you keep on reading the written word of God, as long as you allow Him to empower you. And sometimes we got to be reminded and just go to the book of Acts and say, you know what? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Power to be a witness. Power to be whatever you want to be in God. He empowers us, church. Be reminded of the power. Be reminded of everything that He's given us. Amen. Come on. Come on with that power. You got to be equipped. If you're going to fight the enemy, guess what? You need the armor of God. Come on, you ain't going to fight no one with no armor, amen. You need the armor of God. You need all the pieces. He says, you know what? Put this on when the day of evil comes. When the devil comes to try to do things to you, amen. Put on the full armor of God that you can stand against those evil schemes that comes against you. The temptations that, that come against us. Putting on the helmet of salvation. Putting on, come on, the belt of truth and the shoes readiness for the gospel. Putting on that breastplate of righteousness, amen. Uh, taking up that shield of faith, amen, uh, and the sword of the spirit. See, when you're equipped, church, you're fighting. and You understand it's not against flesh and blood, but, but against principalities, amen. Uh, and once you start to understand that, then he says, you know what? Then start praying for others. See, sometimes we can't, we only pray our own needs because we're so focused on our needs that we don't have an armor on that we say, what well, we need to fight for our brothers and sisters too. You know, not just my concerns, but God, let me let me pray for someone else. Someone that don't have the power, maybe going through a hard time or going through a situation. Now, come on, you can empower them through prayer. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, you know, there, there's times where you man, you feel we can don't. There times, sometimes you're like, man, someone's praying for me. I just know someone's praying for me. You know, my mama, my mama's always praying for me. I, I, there is no doubt, amen, I can call her at 9 o'clock. She is praying for me. Hallelujah. She's also praying for PCLV. She always says, I'm praying for PCLV. I know, mom. I know. <laughs> She's praying. She's a praying woman. She, she knows how to pray. And With prayer, it brings that protection. It brings the provision, and it brings the power, church. ain't that good? But if we're not tapping into the power, what good is it? If we're only quoting scriptures that we see on Facebook, <laughs> what good is it? Come on, you read the scripture on Facebook. Where would you read that? On Facebook? You didn't read it in your Bible? No. I don't even know where it's at. <laughs> We, we, we don't know the scripture. Guys, we we got to read it for ourselves. If you want to quote something, you want to defend something, you have to know it is written. You have to know that, you know what, this is, this is what it is written. I know where it's at. Let me find that scripture for you. Let me show you where the power is. Let me show you that what you're speaking. You're taking out of content. Let me, let me show you what the whole content is. You've got to know the written word of God. It breathes power on us, church. God wants to offer us power. He wants to help us, but we got to draw to Him. The breath of God brings life. Church, what a powerful scripture in Ezekiel! Can these dead bones live? And God says, "Speak, breathe upon them." When God breathes upon us, it brings life to us because we were lost in our transgressions. Amen. Come on, we were lost. I don't know about you, I was lost in my sin. I was on my way to hell. Amen. So God came, and the written word of God came inside of me and broke those chains upon my life, church. It brought me life. I was dead. I was a dead man walking, amen. I was in prison, amen, and Satan's uh, had a lockdown on me, amen, but then God came and so shared the gospel, amen, Breathe the word of God, uh, started opening up this word and started showing me that I can be an overcomer, showing me that I can change, showing me that that, that God paid off my, amen, uh, and all your sins can be forgiven if you allow Him to come in, if you believe in your heart, what he done on the cross and how he rose from the dead, that he can set you Free. Really? It's right here. It is written. The breath of God can change any situation, church. He says, I can I can do all things. We can do all things. Nothing, nothing is impossible with God. Because why? It is written. He's close to the brokenhearted. Come on, somebody. Your heart's broken, the Lord's close to the brokenhearted. He comes to rescue those whose spirits have been crushed. He's come to give us hope in a future. Come on, it's not the end of the road in your situation. It's not the end of the road, man, this this is it. My life is done. No, God's written words says it's only beginning. <laughs> if you allow him to come in, he can he can do a brand new thing inside of you. Come on, if anyone be in Christ, he be a what? A new creation. All the things old are passed away, and everything becomes what? New. A start over. Come on, some of us we need to start over. Hallelujah! Come on, don't accept, don't don't wear that 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 uh, that garment of mess up, that garment of I can't do nothing right, that garment. You know what? No one loves me. That garment, whatever it is, all those are all lies of the devil. When you start to read the Word of God, Amen, He'll put a garment of praise on you, a garment of love on you, a, a garment of, of of overcoming and healing over you. But you got to read the Word. See, the problem sometimes with some, amen, of Christians, I'm talking to the church today, they walk around defeated, where we should be walking around victorious, hallelujah. If you only read the Word of God, if you can only let the written Word of God inside your heart, amen, if you can allow the breath of God to speak over you and remind you who you are. Women, ladies, you're the apple of his eye. Come on guess who I am? His favorite. You're his favorite too. Don't worry. He's a big God for everybody. He's a good God, church. But if we don't open the Word and the enemy comes and starts to lie to you, come on, if God loved you, why, why are you going through this? Come on, if there, was, if there was a God, why is this all happening? Well, it is written. Are we going to buy the lie or the truth? we got to understand what's going on, church. The world is changing. The church is changing. We shouldn't change to adjust to the world. The world should adjust to us, to the church, to the Word of God. His Word never changes. It never fades away. It's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Sin is still sin, church. It's not a maybe. It's not like it's okay now. But if we don't know the written Word, now you can start to buy that. God is loved Love, you know, we, they can turn around the, the love word. But if you know your word, you can tell them God is love, yes. You've got to know how to address those things. He still doesn't love sin, church. He'll never love sin. Sin is sin. Sin is what separates us from God. Come on. When he hung on that cross for us, Come on, when when he says, why have you forsaken me? It was a moment when sin, when he took on the sin of the world and God could not even see him. And he felt the the separation of his Father because of our sin. Sin still separates us from God. God is still merciful. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Gracious. Hallelujah. Loving. Come on. And he wants you to break those things, but you, you have the power. Listen. You have the power to overcome those struggles through the written word of God. Come on, you are an overcomer through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Come on. We are overcomers over the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. We can overcome these things. And so when Satan comes, you've got to tell him, get away from me, Satan. Get thee behind me. I only worship God and God alone. That's all I worship. Amen. For it is written to worship the Lord and serve Him only. We need the breath of God. We need the written Word of God. We need to read the Word of God. Let me tell you, His Word will help us with our theme. He'll tell you how to remain still. Because it's hard for us to be still sometimes. Come on, somebody, let's be truthful. Come on, situations rise up, man. We want to react. We want to react. Someone push you, you want to push back. You know, we, we don't want to wait on God. We don't want to trust in God. We don't want to, we want to handle matters. And so we, we give them, we give them a moment, amen. That's all. Okay, God, I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait all day Monday, but Tuesday I'm going to do my own thing. If you don't move, we're impatient. And God says, you know what, be still. But if you get into the breath of God, the written word of God, it will show you how to be still in the presence of God. Come on, he'll show you not to worry, but to pray instead. As it says in Philippians, that he'll give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. To meditate and put your mind on these things that are what? Good and noble and uh, those things that are praiseworthy, those things that are heavenly. You know, we've got to put our mind on on the heavenly things, the good things of God. Don't focus strictly on your problem. Your problem will mess you up. If you focus on that, that's all your focus is. And all you're going to think is about defeat instead of... Putting your things on God. Okay, yeah, I got a concern here, but I'm going to go to the to, to my source who takes care of my concern. Uh, God is overwhelming me sometimes, uh, but God, I'm going to pray right now because Your Word says I need to pray. You know what? I'm going to trust because Your Word says I'm going to. You need, I need to trust. I need to be like a tree uh, planted in the water. I'm not going to be moved from this situation. I'm going to trust in You until You come through uh, in Your timing, God, because You know what's best for me. cannot demand God to do it on our time or put a time or a deadline on Jesus or God and say God you need to move by this time or you know what I'm out come on we can't do that church you got to trust him come on I think you can look back in times and moments where you felt like you wanted to check out come on right Come on, you said that's it, I'm checking out. I'm checking out. Thank God for when you weren't weak, amen, that somebody was praying for you. Come on, thank God that there was a brother that reached out to you or someone uh, that, that, that God put something in someone's heart to call you at that moment in time. See, God is always looking for you. Or sometimes he's just waiting for you to say, you know what, just pick up my word. I want to talk to you. There's moments, and we all go through them because we're human as well. We're all human. We all make mistakes. We all fall short. The Bible says no one's perfect, not one. We all fall short of God's glory. But when we fall, we got to get back up. You say, God, the way I'm thinking is not right, God. I need to get in Your presence. I need to open up the written Word of God. I need You to start breathing on me again. And then He starts to breathe on you, and you're reminded of who He is. He's come to give you provision, protection, and power. Five minutes with Jesus and reading His Word is all I need to say, you know what, it's going to be okay. It's going to be a good day. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry for freaking out, God. I'm sorry for threatening you again. (laughs) Then I'm leaving. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for thinking that, you know what, What am I freaking out for? With Jesus, really, if you really tap in, like Paul says, I've learned to be content in every situation. Once you tap into something like that of contentment, really nothing's going to rock you. You'll get hit, but it won't rock you. You Oh, that was a good one. Jesus... (laughs) Jesus, I need you right here because I'm going to knock this guy out. (laughs) Something comes through, church. He always comes through. And when you know that, God, uh, you know the schemes. You know what's going to happen. In this world, you're going to have troubles. That's what Jesus said. You're going to have troubles. Right? He wasn't lying to us. He didn't say, there's no scripture there. Give your life to Jesus and live happily ever after. I wish there was a scripture on there like that. Amen? Amen. I mean, we're going to live happily ever after one day, but he said, "In this world, you're going to have trouble. In this world, you're going to have conflict. You're going to go through some financial struggles at times. You know, the world's the world's going through things, and guess what? We're going to go through those things as well. It affects us, church. We're not exempt from them. It it, it rains on the just and it rains on the unjust. We we, we you know people in 9/11, some of them were Christians." It just, sin, sin does this. Sin brings death, not God. But when you tap into that power source, church, everything will be okay. Next time you freak out, open up the word of God. And I'm telling you, after you read it, you'll be okay. Before you make that phone call, won't you won't you pick up the phone call for Jesus first? Before you say that, what you're going to say, won't you read the word of God first and get some prayer in before you do anything? Before you move by that emotion that you're going through, won't you align the motion and put the holy spirit back inside of you and say, "God, I want to do it right." The problem with a lot of us we don't. We do it and then we repent afterwards. <laughs> Or you or you do it and you ever you ever did something that you know that you're not supposed to be doing, and all of a sudden you say, Why did I do that? Ah. When you say something, you do something, it's not easy to erase. That's why even Paul struggled with that. He goes, the things I should be doing, I end up not doing. The things I should be doing, I you know, or should be doing, I do. It's it's the flesh. That's why we need more of this. <laughs> Paul says, I've got to die to myself daily. I have to pick up my cross daily. Make a decision to follow Him daily. You've got to be a Christian right when you get up, church. Don't make the decision in the middle of the day. After you said something you, you wish you would have not said. Pick up that cross. And sometimes for some of us, we've got to go back to that garden every day. Lunchtime, i got to get in the garden, amen, cause I'm going to blow it. <laughs> I want to get a hold of God. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm doing the right thing, church. The written word of God. The three P's provision, protection, power. Amen. Vision. Say that with me provision, protection, power. Amen. Let's all stand up. Amen. Hallelujah.